Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. gentlemen welcome to an extra impromptu and unprepared edition of grown men watch this shit yes uh this this day is a special occasion in australia you may have heard of it of it or most likely you have not it's called hottest 100 day you're aware of hottest no let's go on so this is a bit of a controversial topic I thought I'd enlighten everyone here. So in the past, every Australia Day, uh, we would have a celebration of the hottest 100 uh, music tracks of the year. Worldwide uh, songs. So it just had to come out in the prior calendar year and everyone would uh, would vote uh, on one of the, the major um, sort of like government accredited independent radio stations, but it's like a pretty big deal outside of that as well. Uh, but yeah, everyone would vote and then uh, they would play it and you have a marathon, you uh, you sit in a pool, you, you crack into some tinnies, uh, you, you eat some snags and you listen to your Hottest 100. Uh, however, then it became a thing because, uh, did you know that the celebration of Australia Day is a bit of a no-no these days? Oh, I was unaware. Is it because it's uh, somewhat offensive to the Aboriginal folk? Well, it is, and I think they have a good point because rather than any other country where, you know, you guys celebrate your independence, which I think is is something to celebrate, uh, other countries celebrate different historical dates, but we, for some reason, celebrate the the day that uh, our white people invaded the land and slaughtered a whole bunch of Indigenous people. Good show, mate. <laughs> right? So Do bloody right. Australian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible, but awesome. Yeah, so in some... the truest sense of the word, it's awe inspiring how ridiculous that Indeed. is. Indeed. Yeah, so some have deemed it Invasion Day and probably something that we should not be celebrating. And a lot of people have been, you know, say, suggesting we should move the date, which I am I'm personally for. I think that's a good idea. Um, and, and as part of that, uh, that they actually moved the hottest 100 away from Australia Day itself as a, as an act of support. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I now, love how the hottest one is like, nah, man, can't do it. Oh, you should have seen the fucking backlash when this happened. So many bloody yobbos like, I can't believe they're moving hottest 100 out of Australia Day. It's bloody un-Australian. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic, <laughs> right? Oh man! So this. So is, what, what this... was the top track this year? No, today is the actual day, so it's just oh, it started starts. like a, a um, about an hour or two ago, uh, and so it's so, like yeah. Total Request Live. Do you, do you remember that with TRL yeah, Carson yeah, Bailey? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole country gets together and participates in their own yearly TRL. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly. <laughs> America would never do it, but that's fucking. I, I don't. I'd want us to do that. That sounds fucking rad. We can't yeah. get that organized. Yeah. So now the the hottest one hundred is the the Saturday of the weekend, um, whereas the official Australia Day is uh, is tomorrow. So so that's, yeah, that's separate. Cool. But it's just resulted in me like a big fucking confusion 
of when when the hottest 100 day actually is. I, I swear I've had like 10 conversations with Courtney. And I'm like, so when is it? She's like, it's always the Saturday. No matter what the date, it's always the Saturday. And I'm like, that makes it more confusing. Yeah. But anyway, this is <laughs> this is not my platform to rant. Uh, but I'm not ranting. I think it's a good idea to move the day. Anyway, but yeah, that's this, that's what's going on in my world, man. How about you? Oh, man. Uh, very exciting. I came home today and uh, dealing with a dog that knows how to request to go outside, but mm. doesn't like to hold it when I leave. So Aww. I got home to a mess, man. Outside of that, today's been kind of shitty. Um, <laughs> and now I'm ready to podcast because, you know, sometimes you just got to buck up, you do, do a podcast with your buddy, talk about some wrestling. Sometimes and it you can take you out of it, you know, take you out of yeah, your man. slump, get into some wrestling, get into some buddy chats. You know, I think that's good. I did want to point out something really awesome that I saw just before I got on the, the show here is my yes. the buddies over at 20, uh, 2020 Apparel. They just showed a new pin, I think, that they're putting out. It's a two-part pin, like a lapel pin. It's the police car dragging the casket of Big Show's daddy with Big Show attached to it. It's a two-part <laughs> lapel pin. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen, dude, and I Genius. don't really want one. Yeah, it really... Brought a smile to my face, so that helped improve my mood as well. I'm a big fan of the idea of a tag team lapel pin, where you have to yeah. buy the two for them to work out. Well, Wait. I think they're linked together, actually, with a little chain as well. It's like, it's, it, they went all out with it. That's cool. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I like you know tag team wrestler pins, where you have to buy the two to get the tag team. Is that not a thing? Tag team wrestler? Yeah, I'm sure they probably do. I mean... I wouldn't see why not. They generally, with the pins like that, maybe link them together or have two heads or something like that yeah. with an actual tag team. But, yeah, you'd be right. It's brilliant. Like License Marketing, funny, double man. marketing. Yeah. Yeah, like when they uh, sell the, the wrestling figures and you'd like, well, of course I have to get both of the Brain Busters or, like, both of the Heart Foundation. You can't just get one of them. Yeah. Um, Makes sense to me. Yeah. I saw a great t-shirt it came into my email address because i'm signed up to stash pages a shout out to uh to is it stash pages is it that frankensteiner one yeah holy shit i have shit. that one already posted on my page thanks a lot bro huh i already did a bootleg of that on my page but theirs is different it's the same one is it they just have a long sleeve version yeah wait it's so exactly is this i thought they came up with the illustration are you telling me that both of you just jacked an old illustration Hell yeah, man. We bootlegged the <laughs> shit out of that shit. I can't believe I'm outraged at a, a bootleg's lack of creativity. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I, it's an old WCW shirt. I knew you can't find it anywhere. So I looked around and I found an old copy of it. And I kind of had to restore it or like redistort it and kind of mess with it. And it looks like he did the same thing, but he took more time to color his in. <laughs> I just kind of put the made the graphic high res. And, you know, I do dig fine. the shading on this. It's pretty cool. Go check out mine, dude. I will. Pretty much the same. Go look at that shirt. <laughs> Hilarious. I have a friend who uh, does really cool paintings of bloody matches. You should check him out, dude. I, got... <laughs> I need to get onto that. <laughs> what a coinky really cool dink. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's been my fucking life for the last like five months. I want to say just nonstop 
only art I do for the most part is drawing bloody wrestlers, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a labor and it's a love. It's both of those yeah. things. I, I like it. how you're like, I'm drawing bloody, bloody wrestlers. <laughs> There's bloody a whole shitload of them. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, there was this particularly great one that I came across that was actually first on the list uh, that I, I watched this week. Uh, and I actually sent it through to you. Did you have a chance to watch this magic? The the moose one? Yeah. No, I didn't get a chance. I was trying to get the house cleaned up. I was going to watch uh, it in a later game. But the name, Moose Banklore? No, no, no. Moose, Golden Moose Cholak. Is Cholak, his name. sorry. Yeah. But we, all right, we will watch this and talk about it in a future moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, uh, I'll share it on the, uh, the Twitter page so the rest People of can y'all can, can get on this, enjoy the goodness, and then you can hear us rave about it and you can relate to it. It'll work way better. All right. It did look, it does look great. Some cool black and white shit, guys. So check it out. From the 60s from Chicago. So that's like a time where it's like towards the end of black and white wrestling. But uh, the actual wrestling is fantastic. And Golden Moose Cholak is maybe my new favorite wrestler. And uh, Larry Cheney uh, also definitely holds up his end. And there is a, a drop kick in this match that is perhaps the greatest drop kick uh, in wrestling history. Uh, but I will mm. not say any more. That's, that's enough to wet the taste buds, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crazy matches, one. Uh... I don't know if we talked about this week, but did mm. you see they announced that Nick Gage and Daniel McCabe are going to wrestle? Yeah, that sounds wild. When you tagged <laughs> me in this, I got really excited because Daniel McCabe, when you're not looking at him quite right, somewhat in, with blurry eyes resembles David Arquette. So I was really fucking pumped that we were getting a rematch. <laughs> the rematch. <laughs> of one of my favorite matches of like, that last year or the year before? Time flies. Uh, I think it was late last year. Yeah, yeah. But holy shit. That was I mean, great. the year before. You know but I mean, yeah, Dan- Daniel Markabe and, uh, and uh, Gage is, is pretty cool as well, I guess. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. That's <laughs> like the best poster I ever saw. Uh, the everything, A bunch of the stuff was intentionally spelled wrong because it's for uh, WrestleMania, that Dan Housen and Warhorse show. So it said, uh, technically... Are the greatest technically a wrestler? It didn't say technical a wrestler. It said the greatest <laughs> technically a wrestler. I like that line. I like that line. Nice, nice. I was surprised they didn't just do the, the housing uh, motif on every single thing on the poster. That would have been pretty uh, sweet. That's a little overkill, housing. Maybe, maybe housing. Um, <laughs> I also saw a, a match announced uh, today or late yesterday that really got uh, got my, my socks hot. Uh, between um, Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom, mm. yes. and none other than fucking <laughs> Meng. What Meng. the hell? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Are you going to this? You have to go to this, right? That's uh, one of the Mania Weekend. Again? It's the, the Black Label show for Mania Weekend. I don't know oh, what day. Fuck. I haven't checked the schedule because, as mentioned, I'm probably not going. Uh, but... If I was there, fuck, there's no way I'm missing out on seeing Meng wrestle Filthy Tom. If there's nothing that I've already bought tickets for that isn't in direct Immediate opposition, yeah, then, yeah, I'm going to that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that sounds great. And uh, there was another one that was announced that really got me going too. Uh, fucking Chris Dickinson versus Shingo. What? 
<laughs> that's going to be fucking hard eating as hell. That's at the Pancakes and Powder Rubbers show. Another one that I, I oh, entirely I suggest you go to. That sounds incredible. Man, I already have five shows tickets for it. Now there's two more. Good lordy. Come on. How many did we do last year? It's not like a dozen. Yeah, too many shows. <laughs> too many shows. Too many shows. <laughs> um, there was some other great stuff that I don't have in front of me, so I'm not going to try to remember. I know as much as our, our listening bots enjoy uh, trying to have me trying to pick something out of my memory and not quite getting it. This makes great <laughs> podcasting. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, but the, one of the main things that, uh, oh, oh, before we get to the, the main uh, thing that we watched this week, I just wanted to point out that I find it fucking incredible and amazing that, uh, people, uh, are shook, uh, that, that people are, are shocked that, um, in the year 2020, um, Necro Butcher, Sandman and Sabu are not woke enough for them. I... <laughs> find that fucking hilarious what do you expect yeah <laughs> you know yeah they are i mean come on okay <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about old carny fucking wrestlers and these guys are not necessarily guys who've got over on being uh by any means sandman PC, had a fucking PC. shirt that said politically incorrect and proud of it yeah, for exactly. years <laughs> yeah I, I think people are less shocked and more disappointed, <laughs> which is also lame. But whatever, I think it sucks that the Sandman doesn't like women wrestlers. But I'm, like, I don't hey, think Sandman doesn't like women wrestlers. I just think the idea that, that Sandman doesn't buy women in a main event in 2020, I am not shocked by that. I'm not even disappointed by that. I'm just like, yeah, Chicken. Sandman would probably think that, you know? Yeah. He just keep his mouth shut. Maybe that's for the best. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. I just sometimes the things pop up on the Twitter, and I just look at my screen, and I'm like, "What? Look at yourself being outraged at this. This is not a thing to be outraged at." I mean, it's not. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next. Uh. Any anything else in the news that that you think is worthy of? of talking you may notice listeners we're, we're, we're continuing we're jumping forward we're not doing as much preamble because we're trying to keep this to a hard 40 <laughs> we go a little bit longer but i this is one of the rare occasions where there is a time crunch because schedule permitted this allotment of time to do a show i'm trying to go to a show uh there may be a chance i may skip it so this might run a little bit longer who knows <laughs> We hate we hate to hear that. Not going to a wrestling show. What what's on the card? What's what's looking good on this? What, well, what would you be depriving three, yourself two. of? Well, there is one positive thing about not going to show. Three two one battle, great local promotion, also runs their show on Twitch, the service. So if I wanted to, if I didn't want to be there live and in person, I could jump on Twitch and watch it from the very comfort of my living room. Mm. Uh, but we got the Battle Rumble going on. Um, that's a pretty big deal. And then the main event is 3-2-1 uh, Solid Steel Champion, versus, uh, Desi Dorada, uh, Jeff Cobb's lady friend, versus aforementioned Daniel Makabe for the Solid Steel title. 
And this is where, if you were familiar with 321, you would say solid steel of return. Yes. Um, I, I yeah. know the gimmick. I know the gimmick. Oh, well, but I, I, re- I refuse to partake. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Such a wet blanket. Oh, there we go. Jeremy's gone. Jeremy's left I'm out back. of outrage. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> right. Is it now? Is it working now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will take that from three, two, one. But yeah, so I might just watch it. But yeah, man, um, news-wise... Speaking of the Solid Steel, did you notice the Cody and uh, MJF had some fun with the Solid Steel references on uh, on AEW? Oh, I didn't catch that. I'd probably... Every Damn, single I'm... time... They've said about the upcoming cage match between uh, Cody and Wardlow. They say, solid steel cage. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think it's a rib on Aubrey because she's from 321? Maybe. Maybe it's just a coincidence and they think it sounds cool to say solid steel cage. But to it me... It does sound... You gotta sell a fucking solid steel cage, so I get it. Yeah. This is no fucking hollow steel cage. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, uh, actually, this is a really thin fiberglass cage. Please don't touch it. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I've was. i been watching a lot of cage matches recently, again, in this uh, 100 bloodiest matches gimmick. And I, um, I, I forgot that before WWF brought in their fucking weird, you know, um, remember that, like, they had the blue bar cage? And, like, was oh, that yeah. the late 80s, early 90s? Yep. And then prior to that, did they have a black bar cage? I can't remember. But before that, they just had, like, the same thing that they, like, you know, real fucking wrestling, like NWA and, and everyone, every other territory had with just the mesh. Like, I watched a, a tag between Randy just Savage. Just chain link? Yeah, yeah. I watched, like, a tag between Randy Savage and um, Bruno Sammartino against, um, no, 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 um, Tito Santana and Bruno Sammartino against Randy Savage and um, bloody, who was the, anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter, but yeah, it had a a, um, a mesh cage. And I was like, whoa, this is so much more gritty. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't look as goofy and like, all right, these are made for people to be able to climb on them. Yes, but at the same time, yeah. it's funny because like when the, it asks the actual workers, those like fucking steel steel climbing ones was so much more painful to take bumps into than just like chain link fence. Oh, I bet. Oh, I did remember something that mm. is interesting and just fun to talk about. Yes, yes. Uh, did you see that Impact is doing a TNA themed show? Classic TNA show. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Ethan Page did the tweet announcing it, and he made like a, a joke about how he wants to be the next king of the mountain, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they announced the the two first guys in it. Uh, aces and eight throwbacks. Uh, yeah, that was Ken the part Anderson I want to talk about. <laughs> and D'Lo fucking Brown. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, I forgot that D'Lo was even in Aces and Eights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the huge reveals. Oh, shit, it's D'Lo. <laughs> Next day, they're going to announce all the... Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Wes Briscoe's up in this bitch. Oh, See, I'm hoping we get, I saw someone say, if they don't fucking reunite the Flying Elvises, this whole thing is a fraud. And I'm all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we need Elix Skipper to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, I I need me some Sunny Siaki up in this bitch. 
yeah. Kid Cash? Well, didn't he do a fake rock gimmick for a minute, too? Sort of, yeah. But then I think he retired yeah. from wrestling because he had, like, a terrible injury. And then I heard he, like, donated his kidney to, like, his brother or a friend or something. And he couldn't wrestle anymore because of that. It was, like, a real, real emotional kind of one. But it sounds like a good dude. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think he he, he originally retired because someone did like a I want to say like a leg drop off the top and their ass just like crushed his skull. Sounded real oh, gnarly. Shit. Yeah, no good. But yeah, what what are your favorite throwback TNA memories? Who would you really want to see in this? And if they made it, you'd just be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to that." Well, the reason I mentioned uh, Eli Skipper is because I love the stupid sports entertainment extreme name. Oh, I love the SCX. music. Do you remember that music? <laughs> yeah, I just love this. This is TNA, and we have a group called SEX. Like, this shit is so corny. Why would you? I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but you think they, honestly, they have to bring back Russo to do the uh, the managing if they bring back sports entertainment extreme, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate that, uh, well, I mean, it's good for him, but unfortunate that Abyss is with the WWE because Abyss mm. is like one of the my favorite parts of TNA. Like, well, a lot no of the guys that you think of like classic, um, classic dudes from that era of TNA are now moved on, right? Because like you, you mentioned, Sports Entertainment Extreme, uh, one of the other main dudes of that, Christopher Daniels, uh, we'll yep. not be seeing him there, sadly. Obviously, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, huge in uh, in TNA over the years. That do not maybe think... they can get Christian Cage on the show. <laughs> we can only hope, only if he's managed by the problem solver Tyson Tomko. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, tattoos, man. And anyone like, else? Give me all the give me all the corny tattoos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can just have a, re um, a reunion of all uh, the Drake tribals. ones aren't there anymore. Like I liked Alex Shelley when he was Baby Bear. <laughs> they could get Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley's doing uh, in taking independent gigs. He's uh, he was announced <laughs> on. Um, hey. Isn't he with NXT right now? No, no. They just um, had him had him do a couple shots. Uh, was for the for the tag team Dusty Rhodes tag team gimmick because he's on the upcoming big time uh, ROH Free Enterprise show in a match against Haskins, um, and he's yeah, also... I think he might be going back to WWE dude because after they lost their match, he said that they're coming back and all the NXT tag teams are on notice. Yeah, but I think he hasn't signed a thing because he's, he's it was announced then after that uh, on the WrestleCon show. Oh, okay. So I think he's probably, I mean, you're probably right. He's probably in the long term going to end up there, as, as sad as that would make me with this uh, awesome sort of like indie comeback that he's made. Uh, but I, I think since he's already been announced for an independent yeah. WrestleMania weekend show, why couldn't he take another one? Fair, fair. Mm. Um, yeah, Petey Williams, I guess. we no, no reason why he couldn't get Petey Williams there. He could have a reunion oh. of uh, Team Canada. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh. My dog is fucking annoying me right now. Bronx, get the fuck away. <laughs> Sometimes you got to shoo your dog away. I apologize, dude. It's all right. He's like literally as we talk here and biting the shit out of my hand repeatedly. <laughs> is, he just, is he still teething? Is that what he's got doing there? Or he just no, he's just you? like I'm not paying any attention to him because I'm talking to you and he's just getting fr really frustrated. Aww. Now he's yipping. <laughs> anyway. I think um, any dogness adds to a podcast. Always. Dog run-ins, always? Yeah, why not? Man, 
I probably won't go to the TNA show, but it does sound like a lot of fun. I, mean, I, I think like it's how they're clashing with something. Oh, good. Now I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Man, it's funny that they're even still alive, to be honest with you. And I don't even have the... Ch Apparently, it's gotten a lot better. It was getting a lot better when they were still on a cable channel that I got. Now, it's hard to fucking catch it, so I can't stay current with their product. Well, I mean, but... they're on... Um, they, they booted off fucking New Japan from Axis TV because they Anthem bought Axis TV basically so that they could put TNA on it. Or Impact Wrestling, I'm sorry. Uh, on it. And yeah, they booted New Japan from their contract because New Japan didn't want to uh, cooperate and do anything at all with Impact Wrestling, from what I heard. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's... Hey, sometimes... I'm, I'm actually shocked that they didn't want, like... Why don't they want to air their product? They just tried to drive American viewers to the New Japan world, probably? Uh, no, no, I think it was just um, New Japan uh, not wanting to be pushed around and with Impact make, making a, putting their foot down saying, hey, if you guys want to stay on this network, which we know is, is huge to your business, um, you have to, you know work work with uh, impact wrestling and, and cooperate and i don't know have some sort of uh deal and new japan just was like fuck no we no. out we out of this bitch we out we out we out oh dude <laughs> i just thought of the guy they need on this fucking show monty motherfucking brown oh that's the one yep 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 dude. yep 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 <laughs> can you imagine the, the pop male. How the power suit. Here he <laughs> comes out in that yeah. fucking leopard skin suit jacket. <laughs> Guy was cool as fuck. They fuck. That's like probably the biggest fuck up to, of TNA, in my opinion. Like they should have put the title onto him instead of having him join Jarrett. I thought they did it so it's like they had him join him, but you knew that he still didn't like him, and that he was eventually going to get the belt. But then fucking WWE took him and ruined him. Well, yeah, that's mean. They should have just put the belt on him. They fucked. They fucked up. I don't Could've know. That, that, that's like that same bullshit argument with like that Vern should have put the belt on Hogan, which I completely disagree with. I'm like, if a if a fucker's gonna leave, why would you put the belt on him? Well, yeah, that's a different situation. Monty Brown would have stayed for good. He they need to treat him right. He's the <laughs> alpha man. <laughs> I love I love Monty Brown. He was great. He was yeah. like I love TNA from that period, man. So good. Marcus I would Corvon, watch it every week. Not so much. No, 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 no. Talk about killing someone's fucking passion for wrestling. Yeah, mm. sad. Um, yeah, man, that would be great. So, the uh, the main thing that we're going to talk about on the show today, listeners, is last last week we spoke about mm. uh, one of the things: the trials and tribulations of uh, Ring of Honor in the year twenty nineteen. And there are a lot of question marks, uh, you know, with them going into 2020. A lot of a lot of shakiness. Um, still, like some some bad mojo out there from some different stories, and people not necessarily seeing them as a priority uh, to watch. As as we mentioned last week, with all the other exciting things on TV, they're getting a little bit uh, left behind in the dirt. Uh, however. Mm -hmm. They started 2020 with a fucking bang, man. Uh, we had the big news come out, first of all, that I think no one expected, really. Marty signed with ROH, signed the biggest contract, the most lucrative contract in ROH history, 
Uh, he's, he's staying there in the long term. Uh, Villain Enterprises is staying in ROH. In addition to that, Marty's got his got his bloody fingers in the book now. So we've got uh, Marty and Delirious uh, as the the booking team, which I'm I'm actually really pumped for. And I think it's gotten a lot of people thinking, ooh, maybe we need to need to check out what ROH is doing a bit more. And I already I think we're already maybe seeing some of the fingerprints on that because they mm-hmm. signed Slex, who I know you're probably familiar yep. with. And and Marty uh, worked Slex a whole bunch in uh, International yep. Assault. I, I saw that myself in person. Yeah, so and honestly, Marty's got a cool idea for considering the fact that he went from party marty to the villain the guy's got a cool vision about how he wants to prevent print, mm-hmm. present wrestling storytelling so yeah and, and all friends that i talk to that know marty uh all say that he's a very very smart guy when it comes to wrestling so there's that i mean we don't have any evidence of seeing him as a booker per se previously but mm-hmm. uh I, I think it's it's good i think it's new blood it's a, a breath of fresh air and i heard that um as much as People might have perceived it as, you know, Delirious being replaced. He's actually really fucking happy with the decision from what I read. Uh, he's, you can imagine the pressure of having to, to book yourself for that, that long. Uh, now he's, he's getting some new ideas. Uh, and yeah, I think it's a, a great thing. Marty and Delirious. Hell yeah, man. Only exciting things to come. And honestly, outside of the show that we're about to talk about, I've been excited about like what they've been doing storytelling wise on the actual TV. Like they're mm-hmm. doing an interesting angle uh, with uh, Silas Young b- being a mentor, and then uh, somebody else I forget who was decided to take up the same idea. They're going to try to mentor somebody. That's kind of fun and interesting. Yeah, PJ Black. He picked up his own oh, that's schlub, right, that's right. so it's like, hey, you can mentor someone or mentor someone. Except the person he picked yeah. didn't want to be mentored, but he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to mentor the shit out of you. <laughs> Yeah, and that guy they're doing a cool story for, for. He won, like, the top prospect last year and hasn't really done shit, so that's he's all pissed no, no, off that, and annoyed. No, no, that was Dak Draper. That was a different dude. No, Dak won this year. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Well, last yeah, yeah. year. I'm talking about the guy who won theory. last year, yeah. The but guy who won last year is all... We're talking about 2019-2020, right? I mean, 2019-2018. You, you got a friend? Yeah, all right. It, it's this yeah. whole new confusing New Year issue. I hate it. Every time we have a changeover of the year, you say last year, meaning the year before, but it's it's not. It's the worst. White people problem. Son of a bitch. Confusing the shit out of me timeline-wise, dude. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, that that's a really fun angle. Um, and I'm, I'm really behind the team way more than I thought I would of uh, Silas Young... And Josh Woods, I think Josh Woods has gotten like so much better from his time with uh, with with Silas, even though they have maybe the worst tag team name in history. You're familiar. Two guys, with one this? tag. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with two guys, one tag? Two guys, one tag. You like it? <laughs> I don't hate it. I think it's funny. It's <laughs> stupid, but it's great. It's one, not your in the world of tag teams coming through with really intense weird things like. Authors of Pain or the Medusa Complex. It's pretty funny to have two guys, one tag. I always like the one where they just jam together the two part of two guys' names and just yeah. like, have, have that. Like, I remember, I can't, 
quite put my finger on it, but WCW had a bunch of fucking great ones like that. Um, I've always been a fan of um, Satoshi Kojima and uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan as Tenkoji. Uh, that just seems the way they do it in Japan. Just jam the names together. Why not? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe two guys, one tag will grow on me. We'll, we'll see. But at the moment, it's in the uh, not-so-great tag names pile. Uh, not quite to I... the standard of high voltage, in my opinion. Few are. Hey? I said few are up to the standard of high voltage, friend. <laughs> or chronic. Chronic and high yeah. voltage are possibly oh, two that's... of the greatest tag names of all time. <laughs> did you ever think about what the concept behind chronic was? Like, did, did both of those dudes just really fucking love uh, smoking weed and getting drank? I don't know if those guys seem like really big potheads. I always took it as it meant chronic pain. Uh, maybe you're a bit of a drug head, but that's just me. Because <laughs> chronic is, is when you get high, but then you get real drunk as well, and then you have the combination of, of chronic. No, chronic is chronic is just a type of weed. It's, it's a name. Like, it's called the chronic. It's the best. It's the dope. It's, it's the chronic. It's not the combination of getting drunk and high. That's getting crunk. Really? I think we need to yeah, consult man. Urban Dictionary at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain. All right, I'm, I'm not challenging you. I'm just, I'm intrigued. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm offended. Speaking of the, uh, the name smashed together, I did a T-shirt for a couple of guys. Uh, the one guy's name is Irish Extreme, and the other guy does a gimmick where he's like a gangster. Uh, so, the, together their tag team is Hood Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got some some differing opinions here. Uh, one. We're not going to get to the show we're talking about. Chronic, the <laughs> act of stealing one's lighter while being under the influence of marijuana. Uh, what? Another one. Um, chronic is just straight up weed marijuana i.e. Yep. she needs to lay off the chronic. Uh, yep. Another one that's a little bit uh, longer, but if you'll indulge me, chronic. The only energy drink that doesn't taste like straight pig piss. <laughs> Symptoms after drinking include prevalence wearing, unyielding wankage, hostility, rowdiness, rudeness, and trouble causing. Best if drunken in large groups, so a sole outburst is not considered too abnormal, i.e. Is he drunk? No, he just had a chronic. Is she high? <laughs> nah, she just finished a low-carb chronic. Nah, energy drinks always taste like crap to me. Trust me, chronic is better. So apparently that's a th- <laughs> But my favorite, I my favorite. At... Yeah, sorry, no. go on. No, no, please, continue. All right, my favorite, uh, the fourth definition, chronic. Many people think chronic is just great weed, but the reason it is so good is because it's laced with crack or meth. There is no such thing as chronic without being laced. I.e., <coughs> dude, she's been fucked up since she started that chronic. So, there we go. I think we all learned Damn something that. today. <laughs> this might be the best episode of our show yet. <laughs> I like the, the keeping it moving thing, you know? It, it provides a good energy, I reckon. <laughs> it- we, I don't think we've kept it moving as much as we thought. But, oh, fuck. Hey, we've got five moving. minutes left. <laughs> Damn it. 
<laughs> I thought we were Ring doing so of good. Honor. Ring of Honor. We watched Saturday night at Center Stage, uh, the first show of the year at the, the famed WCW Saturday night um, uh, venue in, in Atlanta. And this was a show that I heard a lot of good feedback about. And I was like, this is a great show for us to watch, especially what we said on our, our last podcast about it. So let's let's jump on in, you know. Let's, let's see what ROH and Marty have to offer in this new fresh ROH of 2020. Take it, friend. Uh, well, well, starting off, we get an awesome, exciting contest between Andrew Everett and one Dragon Lee. Man, what and a match no- to uh, to kick it off, right? No bullshit. I've always liked Andrew Everett, and I really mm-hmm. like him now because he's a lot of the guys on Twitter are pushing their gimmick really hard. And his gimmick now is he's seven foot tall, uh, <laughs> and he flips better than everyone. So he insists that he's a giant. He has the Andre the Giant styles. Uh, one so he's doing singlet. the old Crash Holly gimmick. Is that what he's doing? No, Crash Holly was a super heavyweight. Let's right. not get confused. Andrew Everett is a giant. Okay. So he's seven feet tall. You may have not noticed this TV will add a will reduce a lot of height. I don't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I love That's the. That's why gimmick. people have to and have the lifters in their boots. You see. Exactly, but dude, I'm fucking that lariat in the match. Did you catch that beautiful fucking lariat that Andrew Everett laid in on oh, that yeah. their dragon leg? That was clever. I liked it. Yeah, but yeah, I, it was a great match and Everett, way like, longer than I expected. I, I've liked Everett for a long time. He was like a PWG guy back in the day, right? And then he had a, a spell in um, for like a minute TNA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he's out of the Hardys camp. And I learned something during this match from uh, one yep. Caprice Coleman that uh, his uh, Everett's daddy is a, a big wig down in the down in the indie territories down there in the in the south and uh Andrew Everett has been wrestling since like the age of 13 as a, a young was it cheetah kid is that what he yep. said did you catch that <laughs> yes sir yeah <laughs> Man, what do you think about Caprice Coleman on commentary growing on me to start with I used yeah. to think he was god awful but uh the more I listen to him I like him you know he he gives me the the vibe of like uh like a territory commentator that's just there mm-hmm. to, you know, have fun, make sure the, you know, have fun with the audience, you know, watch some fun wrestling and be wowed by it, make the wrestling sound like, oh boy, this is this is something to watch. Yeah, you know, I think he's good. How about you? Um, I have similar feelings. I, I honestly couldn't stand to listen to him talk when he first started out, but now mm-hmm. he definitely has gotten a lot better. Um, you know I what I love? I mean. Go for it. I fucking love his his once a show. My God, that, oh, that yeah. so great. I like how he's uh, super animated when they get the camera on him. Like when <laughs> Ian's talking, he's like selling stuff himself. You know what I mean with his own face. Or like the bit with uh with uh, Danhausen. Uh, Danhausen, yeah, he's turning Dan to the camera like help me, help me. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and and his bit when they oh, uh, very nice, very evil. When they threw the money in the ring after that fucking amazing uh, semi-main, uh, where he's, he's like, gonna go I, help I think we're going to help clean up. <laughs> yeah. I like that shit. But yeah. um, the next match we have is the one we, we actually spoke about this guy a little bit earlier, top prospect winner, Dak Draper. Dude, I, he kind of reminds me of Matt Morgan, yeah. but not nearly as, like, built. Yes. Uh, but. 
kind of bland, but it's still interesting. I like the finish. The finish was really cool, but I was more impressed with Jason Cade in this match. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not, not a fan of Dak Draper. He's, he's one of those guys who just wrestles like, like if, if there's a, a shitty definition of the WWE style of wrestling, like that's it to me, and I hate it. It's like he's a, an entertainment wrestler who grew up like thinking that The Rock and Triple H are like the thing that every wrestler should fucking aspire to. It throws shitty punches. Uh, just, I don't know. Not for me. Maybe he's going to get better. That's generally what happens with people in ROH. They have to turn their work up to the, the level of everyone else. But we'll see. Not winning me over just yet. Sure. Uh, um, then, uh, then we had the women's match that uh, you skipped and I fell asleep for. So... <laughs> yeah. Just full disclosure no. there for listeners at home. <laughs> the Ring of Honor ladies roster isn't the best, and they they, they themselves will probably admit to that. They have and one woman they, in it that I'm a big fan of. You know who this is? Sumi, the girl who was in the match, or who? Nicole Savoy. I like Nicole Savoy. I think she's got a lot of potential. See, I saw her wrestle up here against Mako, and it yeah, that was a disappointing was not a big match. fan. Which I was yeah. surprised by, because yeah, I watched uh, on the last show of last year uh, in ROH, the the tapings at ECW Arena, that a match between um, Sumi Sakai and Nicole Savoy, and I thought that was really good. So I don't know, and Savoy also had a pretty good match on the last Bloodsport. So I think whenever she actually gets to use her uh, mixed martial arts kind of shoot style experience, uh, she's she's better. I don't know what happened in that Mako Satomura match. That sounds like it should have been great, but it wasn't. No, sir. Why wasn't it good? Ah, I can't say. I have my hopes were up so high. I don't think it would have lived up to it, regardless. But it just, mm. yeah, it kind of fell flat. Yeah. All right. Fair, fair. Uh, but then, what do we have? What do we have next, sir? Oh fuck! This is a great match. We got Josh Woods, uh, Jonathan Gresham. In the corners of each individual, there is Silas Young for Josh Gresham, his his mentor, and then we have the Josh greatest Woods, first generation wrestler in the woods. Uh, we got Jay Lethal. Yes, yes, yes. Jay Lethal, uh, the tag team partner and co tag team champion with Jonathan Gresham. Uh, yes, sir. I love this match. In hindsight, I felt a bit guilty because before you actually got to see it, I told you how fucking awesome it was. And I hate when that happens because it like can artificially pump up your expectations, but uh, by the sounds of it, it didn't. You still enjoyed it. Yeah, great fucking match. Uh, Best Josh Woods match I've seen in my fucking life. He is looking so good. He's like, I reckon he's to the level now of like, um, uh, who, who's the bro dude that left to NXT and then I used to really love him, but now he's dead to me. Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah. He's like Matt Riddle when Matt Riddle was still real good. <laughs> he said, um, I dude, love Matt Riddle. He buried, yeah, know, he, he killed funny. himself to me when he when he uh when he insulted uh, a wrestler that I fucking love in Bill Goldberg. So that that's a big no no. <laughs> your loyalties are strong. Uh, <laughs> I really liked the whole match. Amazing, technically grappling contest, but I really enjoyed how it ended. Mm. <laughs> this amazing technical wrestling match ended on a count out because Jay so Lethal got involved on the floor, right? Yeah. Well, I thought he got counted out. Wasn't it just? 
am I confusing like, matches? I, I was because I watched a lot of wrestling recently, man. Uh, in my recollection, he had him in a figure four on the floor, held it to like seventeen, and then jumped in the ring, and then he didn't have he wasn't able to get in because of the yeah the yeah. Time. yeah. But was prior that the finish? That, I believe so. Yeah, and prior yeah. to that, Lethal had gotten involved, but they had this amazing match that intentionally wanted on a count out like just to get over this fucking evil dickhead Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal combination it's fucking great like he didn't have to do that to win the fucking match but mm. that's how they went out I like the the line that Gresham is walking at the moment and I think it makes his character so interesting because we all know he's like easily like one of the top five wrestlers in the world like technically technical wrestling wise I think it's like maybe Hideki Suzuki and maybe one other dude that are like in the conversation to be at his his level of technical proficiency uh, for actual fucking wrestling um but I think it's really interesting the way they're they're adding this uh, extra spice element of you know sometimes we'll just cheat, you know he he yeah. be spent a, a whole like two years being the best wrestler in ROH and getting shit for it, so now he's gotten a bit of a bit of an edge to his shoulder. I don't think that's the saying that I was going for, but it'll do. Uh, and no, it's that's the new the, the new euphemism <laughs> the new colloquialism edge to his shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard edge. It's like kind of a pointy shoulder at this point. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really digging his character, and um, I'm a, like I said, I'm just uh, such a fan of Josh Woods right now. I think the the mentorship uh, with with Silas Young has uh, done him uh, just a, a world of good. And yeah, I love this match, man. Like even just like the first. I want to say like five minutes of it, just with those just incredible like mat wrestling exchanges, and um, Josh Woods's like MMA background and submission wrestling. It was it was just a treat to see. I, it just made me so happy, you know. Yeah, I loved all the. It's just really fun, interesting match to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Can't say enough good things about this. I reckon this was match of the show personally. That may be a, a bit of a polarizing opinion considering how good the semi main was. But what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I realize that as much as I love the fun and goofiness of wrestling, like a real good grappling contest that doesn't look boring and formulaic is probably my favorite style of wrestling. And so, yeah, this is probably my favorite thing on the show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the next up. Oh, mm-hmm. real quick, before we move on, I did actually have a note of something especially awesome that I Ooh. like. That neck bridge Notes. transition that Josh did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bloody, that was so clever. It was really innovative oh. as well. Yeah. There was, was a, really cool. a bunch of exchanges to where you could you could watch this match five times and I think you'd like see different things that you'd be you'd be wowed by. So I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot more of uh, Josh Woods and Jonathan Gresham into you know, 2020. I hope we get like a feud between these guys. I, I love this that much. Yeah, I'd like a like a feud where they're just kind of trying to one up each other. Like, mm-hmm. um, remember the best of seven with uh, Benoit? I think it was and Benoit and Booker T. Yeah, yep, something yep, like yep. that would be cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. Way into that, and I think it's a match. It's a the feud where Josh Woods is just going to get like better from being in there. That's so as as uh, pardon the pun elite as uh, as John Gresham. Mm-hmm. 
Can't disagree. Yeah, and then uh, then we had our, our semi-main, right? Or is there something in between? Uh, my notes I had next was the crazy tag team match, the three-way tag. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the three-way tag. That was really fun. I enjoyed that. So we had the Briscoes against uh, Lifeblood of uh, Tracy Williams and uh, Haskins. Mark Haskins. Who I, I yep. love as a tag team. I think they're fantastic. And I think they're two of like the best best wrestlers going that don't get nearly enough cred. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing both of the more of those guys uh, in 2020. Uh, and then the – who was the last team? Oh, my God. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me. I don't have it written down. <laughs> this is what <laughs> happens when you're as unprepared as we are and we do not have page well, match open. <laughs> <laughs> I would, my notes are just like, cool thing the Briscoe brothers did. And then the cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who was this other team that contributed nothing to the match? That's, That's not fair. Up. That's not fair. I think they did more than nothing. Um, I'm bringing it up. I know. I Sadly enough, I do remember that the uh, bouncers <laughs> were sitting ringside on commentary the whole yes. time. And Brian Malonis talked a lot. He did. And um, the Beer City Bruiser said like, fucking nothing. Yeah, like he, I think he just reiterated something that Brian had previously said. See, I like to think they only had a third microphone. So one of them had to pick who was going to talk, and the other one could just lean over his shoulder and go, yeah, man. Wasn't it, was it Brody? Brody? No. No, uh, no, no, it was an Where awesome team. It was a fucking awesome team who definitely held their own, who I am also very excited in 2020. Fucking Jeff Cobb and Dan Marf. Oh yeah, how the fuck? What are, what's wrong yeah. with us? And that was like the main angle of the storyline or yeah. of the match, like them. It was built two, around yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, we're dickheads. <laughs> this is this is my point of concern when you watch so much wrestling, and something can be really good, but like it can once out of out of sight, out of mind, man, it's gone. It's like yep. what, what is the point of me spending my life watching this much wrestling if I'm going to forget it? the second that I finished watching it. But at the same time, do we really want to be able to recall every fucking, oh yeah, man, that whole Jeff Cobb, Dan Moff versus Briscoe's versus Lifeblood, best shit I saw last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things that stick with me, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes as well. And it's not necessarily because the stuff that goes is bad. It's just, I don't know. But yeah, I, I love this. I think the the... The tag team of, of Marth and Cobb is is great and works just really well. Um, I'm even excited for like the the match that uh, I don't know if it was actually confirmed, but that Malonis was talking about the idea of the the bouncers against Cobb and and Marth. I think that could be great. Do you think they're going to be built into a Dan Marth title run in Ring of Honor? Uh, like not tag team, like you reckon singles? Yeah, like the world champ. I think I think that's what they're doing. Like a, it's gonna it's gonna be like that Christopher Daniels fucking angle where this guy who was a stalwart. Hey, of they they are the both, early both years. members of the prophecy, weren't they? It would be fitting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I uh, I think that'd be cool. I mean, I'm I'm really into now the tag team thing. I think like the idea of them chasing the tag titles would be really cool. It's like a six month story or something. But um, yeah, I mean thereafter. I, uh, you know how much love I got for Dan Marf. I, I think that'd be that'd be real cool. Agreed. 
I love that. And he still let everyone know we have gone it. outside the forty minutes, and that's we... just for you. <laughs> just it's for the it's for the listeners. That's how I do it. That's why I do it. We tried, and I think that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to have a poignant pause after. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's keep this baby moving. So yeah, that that tag match was bloody awesome, and they, uh, I think Caprice made a point during it that, um, oh, oh no, I think it was Malonis actually that ROH has the best tag division in the world. And while some may scoff at that, think about it. You think the amount of great tag teams they got. All the guys in this match, bloody um, Villain Enterprises uh, and um, Maxi Blood. Yeah, Mexi Blood, um, Dragon Lee and Roosh, who is definitely the best form of Roosh that you'll ever get. Uh, bloody, uh, who is the the other tag team? Uh, two we... guys, one tag. Oh yeah, but uh, also uh, Gresham, <laughs> Gresham and and Lethal. Jay Lethal. Yep. Like I honestly, I don't think that All Elite can touch that tag division. And that may be a, a big call, but, I mean, do you think that's necessarily wrong? Uh, when you first said it, I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I thought about it. No, not necessarily. Because, like, they have uh, – AEW has some really elite tag teams with – But there's, like, the four, Bucks right? And Pete, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's three really good ones, in my Proud opinion. And powerful, and then very good. good. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's four because I was uh, actually counting uh, Lucha Brothers as well. So. Yeah, yeah, same. I think that's the big yeah. ones: Lucha Brothers, um, Young Bucks, uh, Proud SCU. and Powerful, and SCU. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, th- th- I like to see them. Uh, yeah, you're fucking right, man. Um, holy shit, that's a good comment. Hmm. And. They can always add, they're always adding more people. I'm sure there's going to be more exciting people that are coming with Marty probably try, trying to bring people in, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I think uh, in addition to booking and, you know, obviously being awesome on the shows, I think one of the best things of having Marty in this position is he's just a really great dude in terms of networking. He knows a lot of really fucking talented motherfuckers and is on really good terms with them. So if anyone's going to, like, bring companies together into promotional stuff uh you know i think we're already seeing it with the influx of new japan talent for their their big supercard of honor show uh in uh, on mania weekend uh yeah i think marty's gonna gonna do a heck of a lot of good for him and i'm i'm real stoked for it agreed and then we had this speaking crazy, of Marty, yeah 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 well isn't that the next match Yes, I think we were both throwing to the next thing simultaneously. <laughs> anyway, Go you ahead. do yours. You do yours. Yours is no, going to be better. You proceed. I was uh, saying, speaking of Marty, and then allowing you to segue into the, the match, so we were cool and professional, but if right. you screwed it up, and now we feel awkward. Yep. Um, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> uh, show is over. <laughs> uh, we almost got there. Good run. Good run. So there was a, a cool title match here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was six-man titles. This felt like a bloody awesome PWG match. Like also one of those top-level great PWG matches. This is the reason why you have a six-man tag title fucking belt. A trios title, uh, some would say. Uh, I thought this was great. We had Mexa Bloods of uh, Bandido and Flamita 
uh, with a third member that both of them are, are very familiar with that we've seen many times at PWG, Ray Oruz, uh, mm-hmm. against uh, the the champions, or I guess champions under th- Freebird rules, right, of uh, Villain yeah. Enterprises with um, Flip Gordon subbing in for PCO, who was in the main event. And holy fuck, this was great. Dude, I love I loved how uh, they initially set it up like, yeah, this is a regular match. We're like, no. After Marty finally got able to spit the words out, you hear how loud that fucking crowd was? Oh man, they I, did not, I just loved they did how not many. Let the speak. How many Mexicans were in the crowd? I didn't know that Atlanta has such like a, a Mexican community, but it's great to see. But they just took over this fucking show. It was amazing. They had their their vuvuzelas, the air horns, the what the spinny aroundy deal. They added such a great atmosphere to this. And yeah, Marty's trying to cut a promo uh, at the start of the match, and then these cunts are just like. Bearing, like, drowning him out with their fucking air horns. It was great. And the best part about it was that he was literally l- leading up to something that they would get really excited about. They wouldn't let him spit it out. <laughs> so it's fucking great. Yeah, he reveals that it's going to be a title match and everyone loses their fucking minds. <laughs> One thing I did love is somebody, I think it was on the announce team, was talking about the crowd. They said, Vuvuzelas, they've got their Moroccans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, they don't have Moroccans. Are you telling me they <laughs> don't have the people of Morocco here? Exactly. <laughs> I brought my two Moroccan buddies with me. <laughs> They're good people, Moroccans. Good people. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, but man. yeah, people are super jazzed. And the fucking match, of course, we, we can go all day about how fucking tremendous it was. I think it was the crowd yeah, we... that made it. You're right. Like, yeah. It, it, it was the... The, the the atmosphere, just the, the whole thing. And, you know, again, Center Stage is such a cool venue um, where just the crowd is, like, on top of the ring. Uh, and, and I think that added something to it as well. But, yeah, just how, how into this match this crowd got, the near falls, it's just fucking great. And it's always fun, like, with these particular luchadors, like, you're, you're just seeing the hits. They're, like, everything is crisp and fucking mm-hmm. awesome and... Blow, mind blowing, so yeah, not, not like loose, messy lucha that you, you yeah. see a lot of the time. It was just so on point, and like you know, who stood out to me in this? Bloody Brody. Mm. I mean, we know Brody's uh background with uh with with lucha, but he looked so good in there with them, and and like made them look so good as well. One little small part after the match that I loved and I wanted to point out is when they were all celebrating, mm-hmm. Ray Horace went to leave early and he was like halfway down this corridor when they called him back to come back and pose with the titles. It was, if you get, if you get a second, <laughs> go back and look like he's like ready to leave and they're like, no, come back. And a fan actually has to key Ray Horace to the, Hey, they're trying to get you to come back. He turns his head <laughs> like, Oh shit. Runs back. It was fucking great. I noticed that actually. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we, we moved on to our main event, uh, the rematch from the main event of Final Battle between PCO and Roosh. Fuck, I was, was going to do it, but I wimped out again. Didn't roll the R's. Roosh! There we go. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, felt these guys didn't mesh very well at all in the Final Battle match, and it wasn't for, for lack of trying. It was just two different pages. There was so much shit. 
Yeah, there was a lot like, of looking back at stuff back. Like there was so much schmaz and goofiness. Mm. And there was yeah, there was a weird thing where like Bruce was trying to put this thing into the turnbuckles and it wasn't staying, and then he had to kind of like get to pretend to hold it there and just like oh, it was it was weird. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was better. I mean, I'm I'm still not a fan of Roosh in this main event kind of position, really. Uh, I'd, I'd far more like to see him like in a, a tag team with uh, with Dragon Lee. I watched a, a great match from last year recently between Roosh and Dragon Lee against the Briscoe Brothers that they did in the ECW arena, and holy shit, that was best Roosh that you'll ever see. So I want to see more of that. Uh, yeah, this was this was good, better than Final Battle, uh, but I, I feel like PCO can can be better against other guys. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I like Roosh, um, but yeah, I think the, even the group that he's in with Kenny King added to the mix doesn't even come off as like a main event caliber faction. Like it's it's like a mid card group. So yeah. I did find it amusing when they announced the new uh, Los Los Faction de Ingobernable. I guess that's their way of getting around uh, CMLL's IP of um, of Los Ingobernables, the originals. Uh, but <laughs> it's hilarious. Everyone's just up in arms that Kenny King's in it. And I'm like, if anyone paid attention at all to Los Ingobernables in, in CMLL over the years, you would know that Los Ingobernables does not have a very high standard of, of requirement for talent that is in this group. Since <laughs> okay, good point. One of the they main dudes over the everybody. years in it is like Rusha's dad, who was like La Bestia del Ring, who was honestly one of the worst things on the CMLL card and likely booked as a favor to, to Rush. You know, it's nice, but he really brings very little to the shows. Uh, like La Mascara was another one who was one of the OG3 uh, in um, in Gobernables with, with Sombra and Rush uh, back in the day, who I Sombra, I'm not a fan of, uh, of La Mascara as much. And I think, if anything, Kenny King is a step up from both of those guys. So what are you complaining about? It's fine. No, I'm not. I still like Kenny King. I just don't see that as a main card group or mm. a main event group. Kenny's dope, dude. Actually, I was uh, bullshitting with him. Mm. Do you know that he was a uh, actor as a kid? Really? I did yeah. not know that. And so I was bullshitting. Like, he should do uh, a gimmick where he's, like, the TV-ready guy. Like, a lot of guys think they're fucking uh, movie stars. They try to do the, the Hollywood gimmick. If he did the gimmick of he's like been a TV star all of his life, he's, <laughs> I, and he, I was like pitching that to him, and all of a sudden he says, "Hmm, I like it a lot." <laughs> so there might be a new Kenny King gimmick, yeah, inspired by yours truly. Yeah, could be money. Could Not be to what? suck my own dick, by anyone. <laughs> genius, genius. Uh, what, what do you think of like, um... like he was, the best part? I thought about it. He should hmm. always be. Moving to hard cam, making sure everything he's doing is facing hard cam. <laughs> <I would laughs> like he's always that. looking to focus on the hard cam side. Yeah, it does like the the ridiculously overdone WWE entrance where every moment is just about like framing and looking at the right camera and pausing and exactly. waiting and yeah, that'd be exactly. pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but this uh, overall, like I thought, this was a, a fun match again. Step up from the final battle one, um, and yeah, I mean I. Like I said, I don't think I want to see Roosh in the main event 
pitcher anymore. Uh, I don't know. Do you think he should stick around there or what? Uh, it might be time for him to take a step back. The the experiment with Roosh have maybe is gone. And again, like I you mean, said, I the taxi still money. Like you could tell with the the you know Mexican crowd and and stuff. Like they still see him as a fucking superstar. And there's something too. And that. it's not like he can't be up brought up again. I just yeah. like you're right, dude. Like them as running as a tag team unit was especially how hot we're talking about this tag team division would be more applicable and wow imagine a match between the fucking briscoe brothers and then dragon lee and roosh yeah i I would love to see roh get back to its days of of holding that that tag division as as the marquee main event division on on some shows you know like i remember some of my favorite matches in roh history were tag title matches and they'll put in the main event so i'd love to see him do that more yeah uh why are you always making me make decisions about how I want these guys' careers to work? I just want to see them wrestle. <laughs> no, I, I'm not <laughs> criticizing this show at all. I think this show as a whole was like one of the best things ROH has done in a long time. Uh, and it sounds like it actually got some traction and, and people um, people felt that and were talking about it. Got some good buzz. Uh, and I just really hope that that continues on through the year uh, for a company that I feel like I've uh, supported since like... <laughs> 2003, I was buying VHS tapes from uh, ROHwrestling.com. Ring of Honorhausen <laughs> is going to rule. Yeah. Very nice, very evil. I'm intrigued. What do you think of the Danhausen on there? What do you think? Like this, I love his just his mannerisms and everything he does and says. It just uh, tickles the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was a, a a small role in the show, but it was it was fun for what it was, and I, I wouldn't yeah. criticize it at all. I'm, I'm intrigued what they're gonna do with him. Like, you can always have like a sort of a, a lower card comedy kind of dude in there. I don't know if they use him more as like a manager, or I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. Word. Mm. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm feeling. Pretty good about ROH uh, going into the new year, and yeah, uh, as I continue to say, more people uh, get need to get onto it, give it a shot, because honestly, some of the best wrestlers in the world are, uh, are ROH wrestlers. We're going to be your leading ROH supporting <laughs> podcast from here on out. No Guys, longer independent wrestling podcast with a new ROH yeah, podcast. Grown men watch Ring of Honor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. It's got a nice ring to it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty weird, interesting show. And then one day they just went in the direction. It was all Ring of Honor talk all the time. Yeah. But if nothing else, it happened organically. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, this has been fun. Uh, thanks, thanks for the show, man. This has been good. Yeah, man. Glad we could squeak it in. Uh, looking forward to the Royal Rumble this weekend, people. I know you're not a big WWE fan, but you have to enjoy the Royal Rumble. I this, do. Right, Prince? I um. Yeah. I it's an it's an annual thing. You, you hang out with your buddies. You consume a lot of alcohol. You have uh, some some uh, filthy uh, food. And uh, it's you complain about the hot 100. Yep, yep, yep. Indeed. Oh, oh guys, this definitely like... should have been higher. King Gizzard definitely yeah. should have been higher this year. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, who, who are you pulling for? Anybody in particular? Uh, I um my my ideal outcome is quite ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's more just what I in a perfect world I would have wanted to see. 
because yeah. I have no emotional attachment whatsoever. Well, I'm going to pre- preface this with saying this is a terrible idea, but uh, if it happened, I would pop like crazy. I uh, I saw Brock Lesnar, who's is in this this motherfucker. Uh, so I just want to see Brock Lesnar squash every single person in this match. Just just destroy them, just tear, go on a Dude. tear, eliminate everyone, get to the end. Last entrant is a shocking entrant of uh, none other than Hulk Hogan. And he comes out, <laughs> throws fucking Lesnar out, and uh, then we go into main event of Mania. Retirement of Hulk Hogan. Brock Lesnar against Hulk Hogan in a lighting up their feud from uh, fucking 2003. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> Terry, is that you? <laughs> yeah, brother. Uh, man, I, I don't care who that? wins. Huh? You're not expecting that? I... You know what? Until you said it. No, honestly, the first part about Brock eliminating the majority of the people in the match, I did want that to happen. I would love Brock just to stand there as everybody comes in. He just fucking beats the shit out of him and throws him out. But uh, I'm hoping that we see, for a surprise entrant, one rated R superstar. Yeah, well, they've been teasing it, haven't they? It's quite yeah. interesting. I would pop big for that. That's And I... The main reason is I'd be really excited for people who are like big fans of Edge that like were kind of cheated out of a, a or him as well, but fans who like really wanted to see him keep his career going and get a chance to see him in the ring again. Because I had that happen to me with Shawn Michaels as a kid. Like Shawn Michaels had to retire, I was super bummed out, and then he came back. I'm like something you never expected to happen. So I, I this was not when he that... lost his smile. No, no, this is when he actually retired for good, buddy. Remember when <laughs> for he good. fucking. Well, he was shot, his back was shot, and he wasn't going to come back, and then, and then he, he did, came back uh, wearing the tights. I remember he did the referee weird. spot for FMW, where he refereed and ruined one of their main events and was high off his ass. And then I remember he also had an unofficial return. <laughs> That's totally your bad method of Shawn Michaels here. Oh, never, never. An unofficial <laughs> return on. Um, on like that company that he was running in Texas. Do you remember that? And he worked like some dude called like carnage or fucking something biohazard weird. something like that yeah but yeah he, had, he had like a biohazard match. from that i remember yeah that was part of uh the the texas uh group in roh from about that time right yeah paul london i'm just hoping from. i'm just excited that people get to see their guy come back again yes. even even if my guy was a bit of a shithead i'm happy <laughs> um as well for edge himself because it's it, it sucks when you know he's not able to go out on his own terms and have yeah. that like proper retirement that he I, you know for all rights Edge had a great run you know yeah. um I I was a but he was so hot for many when he, years when he had to take off like mm. he was so like his career was on fire when he realized he could no longer do it anymore yeah and just like that it was it was done after like a fucking match with Alberto Del Rio or something so I think. I'd like to think that he can have a, a, a nicer send off than uh, than that and finish it up properly. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be. And then we could have man. Hulk Hogan and Edge face off in the middle of the ring, and it'll be reunition, reunite, ugh, reunite that tag team because they were yeah. there for a little bit. Maybe they can get the tag titles again. Why not? <laughs> I don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you 
can catch me at James Vanderbeek on both Instagram and Twitter at J A I M S Vanderbeek. You can find me at Chris Things on all of those platforms. Uh, mainly the the Instagram. Uh, you um, can also find the show at Grown Man Pod, where, as we've said in the past, it's a great place to to keep up with the sometimes not so regular droppage uh, of our, our program. But uh, we do our best to keep it as uh, not. Not too long a gaps between shows, but sometimes shit happens, and that's when you can jump on this Twitter and see, oh, there's a new show out. Wonderful. Um, I'd also like to thank our, our great friends at Social Suplex who make this magic happen. Uh, all of that at socialsuplex.com. Uh, a lot of other great guys on the Social Suplex podcast network, such as uh, the One Nation Radio, Rithy and Clive Wrestling Show, the All Elite Show, and Keeping It Strong Style, uh, Social Suplex. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Plug ski's over. Dude. One more plug ski. I recently found out that we are on Spotify and Stitcher. Like, because cool. Social Suplexes, if you want to listen to our show oh, and you have thing. Spotify, you totally can. Yeah, yeah. I think this this past week, um, they upgraded from the Podbean account to something else that I can't remember the name of. And I think this new one uh, goes to more places or something. And I think people can also, if you follow us on iTunes... If you don't want to get the rest of the social suplex stuff, which how dare you? It's lovely. <laughs> but if you did just want to listen to our show, you can just follow a, a channel that is uh, going to be our show into the future. So you have that option now. We like to give people options here at the Grown Men Watch This Shit podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Chris. Happy Hot 100 Day. <laughs> and, you know, maybe be nice to Aboriginal people. I'll, Just I'll do my best to um, do a better I job know you're going a good guy. You need to get this change in effect. Damn it. Yes, yes. Let's all get on the train. A, Let's all get on the good train. Of, the positive, uh, happy train. Yes, the happy train, as Cockabana would say. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, let's ride that happy train on for the next couple of weeks until our next show. Have a great life everyone farewell gotta close get swifty <laughs> hurrah <laughs> oh, yeah buddy alright I'll talk to you soon fun show this probably actually is the fact that we did go our 40 minutes and pack so much fun into it I really enjoyed it <laughs> thanks for helping me get a better movie thanks man glad we're able to do that Bad, 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 b